The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Seven on the Central Coast. It is Friday, February third, two thousand and twenty-three. That's right. It is a two three twenty-three. For, for what it's worth, oh. I'm Dave Congleton. And Gary makes the connection. Yeah. Um, still to come on this broadcast, uh, District Three County Supervisor Donna Ortiz Leg will be here at five o'clock. We'll uh, speak with her rather than offer the open line, but we'll bring the open line back. Uh, Carl Beck predicts predicts the future at six o five. Uh, just one program note: uh, we checked in with Pepper Daniels. Uh, Gary, he was just talking about the Los Osos event on February 26th, and we're going to cut a PSA. I am so... And we'll help you promote it. I'm so appreciative of that, David, and, and everyone who is involved is, uh, is going to be very excited. That's that means com- more work for Craig. Yeah, I love that. All right. So you guys <laughs> figure out a time. He'll come in and record. Well, there's other people that can record. But yeah. you're, no, but, but well, no, wait a minute. You're Los Osos. Yeah, no, but then, it just depends on when you can come in. I'll come in anytime. I want to record. Okay, it. so they, right. but it just de- de- depends on when he can. We come want in. Los Osos all over this, so Craig will produce it. Gary will write it. it. Yeah. All right. That sounds great. Go. All right. So uh, the reason we invited Gary here is that I'm a little bit envious. Two weeks. Uh, yes, two weeks. Two weeks in South America, specifically the nation of Colombia, which 20 years ago no American wanted to go anywhere near. But now, and a very, very interesting thing happened 20 years ago in 2002. We know about the Pablo Escobar and all of the cocaine yeah. and, and all of the, it was, Medellin was regarded as one of the most dangerous countries in the world. Yeah. And uh, the military and the government coordinated attack. And I went to the, the district. It's called Area 13. Very, very. Area 13. Area, very, very interesting to see. And very interesting to see how you Humanity can pit themselves against each other for no real given reason. It was the upper people against the lower people, and there were, as was explained, invisible boundaries where uh, there's a landfill where so far they've discovered a thousand people. But what happened is that government went in there with the with the military and had a coordinated uh, attack, and they wiped out the bad guys. They wiped out the bad guys and completely changed it. Now, there's a walkway with bars and souvenir shops and all of that, but it kept its soul. Hmm. Um, and then by by eradicating that area and those gangs, then it changed the city. And by Medellin changing, it changed the entire country. Over the course of what, uh, well, 15, they went 20 in, years? In 2002, okay. uh, on this coordinated attack, there were three mm-hmm. different gangs. Uh, but there were rules like, if you were going up into one area, you could not wear a helmet, and there could not be two people. If there were two people on the motorcycle, you're going to get shot. If you wore a helmet, you're going to get shot. I mean, it, it, was, it was 
just for the impression that we know it was a, a, a war zone. All right, so let's back up. Let's explain to people, how did you end up going to Colombia? What what prompted the trip? How did this come together? Well, my son Dylan has been had been there four times, and this was his fifth time, and always mentioned how beautiful it was and how the people were and how inexpensive it is. And I was wanting to go someplace, and I was considering Portugal, but it really wasn't. Everybody like, goes there. Yeah, it wasn't lighting my fire, and and um, he said, "Well, why don't you? I'll be in Colombia during this time. Why don't you come and join me?" Which, of course, as a dad, I'm very yeah. pleased that my son wanted me uh, to join him. And one of the very first things that I would say is that if you had comparable airfares, you're going to spend a thousand bucks to go to Hawaii, or you're going to spend a thousand bucks to Colombia. Colombia will cost seventy five percent less than Hawaii. It was absolutely incredible. How much did you know about Colombia before you went? I didn't know much. I, I, and so I had, I was apprehensive about going and I had to tell myself, look, calm down. Your Dylan's been there four times. Just, but there, I, I was anxious about it and I had to have that dual talk with myself to calm down. Yeah, but you've been all over the world, Gary. You've been to Thailand and Italy and yeah, but I throughout uh, Poland. Well, and I think I think with with Colombia, we have this impression of uh, of the safety of it, yeah. and uh, you know a lot of the unknown. I think I was thinking about romancing the stone, where it shows real basic, and he runs into the, the yeah. you know with that thing, and then with the whole Pablo Escobar and everybody, of course, with drugs and and all of that, um, and it's nothing like that at all. The only thing I know about Colombia now is that they're really trying to bring in the tourism dollar. They, they're, they're, it's the new Columbia. They want you to be there. Yeah. And that's a nice thing. They're very, very receptive. Um, without fail on the friendliness and, and the cooperation, we had a very small, small incident that was nothing. Uh, but I was in the hot springs and I can, this, this tamales. Um, they needed me to change rooms because of a drip that from room above, which I, whatever. Uh, I wasn't sure what was going on and because they don't defer to English speaking people. So Dylan was there most of the time and I had trans, my translator. Yeah. But I had casually talked with this guy and it, a, a little funny story. Um, this guy, Juan, and uh, when he saw that I was confused that I didn't know what was going on, he jumped right in and and gave the hotel person his phone number uh, in case if there was any problem. Um, and as it turned out, it was just because I didn't think fast enough on, on my feet to use my translator. Hmm. But there's something. And they speak Spanish in Colombia. They speak Spanish. They don't defer to English-speaking people. Either you mm. talk Spanish, and and that at first uh, was um, an I saw as an obstacle. But if you could point an example, if you decided that you wanted to go out to dinner, you do a Google search. You're looking for an Italian place. You find a place. You could tell the cab driver. You could just point, and mm. and they would take you. But uh, knowing some Spanish would be a big help. But part of the thing too, I saw this YouTube video that talked about how things are standard. You walk into a restaurant, they greet you, they ask how many, if you want a table, then they ask you drinks and food and, and they're standard stuff. Well, it's, yeah. it's the same thing. So I was at this place, this tamales that is just absolutely beautiful. And um, I had a legitimate uh, massage. It was just, and I just came out of that thing in, in the hot springs. And so this uh, the fellow walks up to me and sticks out his hand and says, Juan Felipe, 
Well, he was introducing himself, of course. And you say, and I said, California. <laughs> Alert the State Department. Gary Freiberg has set relations with Columbia back 20 years. Yeah. And then finally, I kind of slapped myself. And went, oh, no, no, my name is Gary. My name is Gary. Me, I'm but, Gary. Yeah. Me, I'm Gary. Yeah. yeah. That's all yeah. I know. Yeah. All right. Uh, Gary J. Freiberg is here. Just uh, spent two weeks in Columbia, a place I've never been. I suspect many of you have not been either. Hell, we'll pick up the travel log as we continue. You're listening to AM 920, FM 96.5 News Talk, KVEC. Just about 418 on the Central Coast. I'm Dave Congleton in conversation with Mr. Gary J. Freiberg. Just spent two weeks in Colombia, South America. So, and remind me, Dylan's your son. He's been there four times now. What keeps him going back? Is his business? Is it just a place he loves? Yeah, and after going, I can understand why he's gone back so many times. Yeah. Uh, Did you organize the trip much in advance, or you just decided to go a couple different places? Well, this was the first time, and, and that was probably part of my angst, was that he took care of all of the accommodations, he took mm-hmm. care of the, the plane flights when we went to the different places, uh, and that's not like me to surrender control yeah. like that. So how does one get from San Luis to, what, where did you fly, Bogota? Um, no, uh, let's see. The first on the way, it was uh, Dallas, Miami, and uh, Medellin. And Medellin it looks like it would be pronounced Medellin, yeah. but it's pronounced Medellin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything went smoothly. It took 45 minutes to get through immigration once I got to the country, just because of the line. But once I got there, the woman was just wonderful, and she said, have a great time. There's a lot of good people in Colombia, but there's some bad people, too, so be careful. Uh, and and with that, if you stay in the zone, it's like anywhere. You go to L.A., you go to Chicago, you go to most cities. There's parts of the city that you just don't go. Yeah. And it was the same, it was the same thing with, with Medellin. And uh, once we went to um, uh, San Andres, which is a beautiful island, 80-degree water, a buck beers, white sand. It was just absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, but on the way back, uh, we were supposed to do the same route, and there was a snowstorm in Dallas. So they rerouted us to Miami. So the hotel, Tamales? Uh, Tamales was the hot springs. Okay. Yeah. But on the way back um, from, excuse me, from uh, from Columbia, we were supposed to take the same Miami, yeah. Dallas to San Luis Obispo. Uh, and there was a snowstorm in Dallas. So they rerouted us to go from Medellin to Miami to Phoenix. And so we had the day mm. in Miami Beach. We went to South Beach. I've never been there. I have the picture on my phone on the beach. And this is a public beach. If you wanted a lounge chair. It was $400, and if you want an umbrella, it was 200 So if a couple wanted to lay on the beach on a lounge chair, it was 1000 bucks, And you could bring your own chair and sit on the sand. It was a public beach. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, for what I've just been paying in Columbia, and then to see $1,000 oh, to Welcome to Miami. Beach. Wow. Yeah. And so it's a cheap vacation once you get there. It's it's really incredible. The tamales uh, was how much? Um, it was that was that was a hot springs, and you're sitting in this mineral water that is probably it's just 
perfect temperature. It's just perfect temperature. You get in and it's just ah. And while you're sitting there, you're looking at the jungle. There are elephant ear plants that are like trees. I've never seen anything like it. And palm trees and just thick green. And it was, it, for, it was the most relaxing vacation I had and I've ever had. Um, but how much for oh, tamales? So, okay, seventy-five bucks a day, all meals included. And a beautiful room. I mean, nothing. When we got to Miami, we got a room. That we opened the door because we wanted to get something really quick. And there was a cockroach on the wall. <laughs> yeah, in Miami. Um, but yeah, seventy-five bucks a day, all meals included. All meals included, and there was a, a, a large hot springs pool uh, for visit for day visitors. But then there were a couple of pools that were for visitors only, um, for guests only. And Dylan and I spent our last day almost the entire day drinking beers and kicking back and looking at the jungle and we had the we had this thing to ourselves was there was this place in the city or up in the hills no it's up in the hills and uh, we um, uh, we flew from Medellin to uh, uh, Pareda and then uh, here too you hire a driver and uh, gosh what did what did it cost us I don't know 40 bucks each or something for a couple hours. We got out. We looked around uh, on places, and and that would be one tip: is that get a driver and then stick with him and 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 have him because reliable. We wanted guys to show up at eight o'clock. Boom, they're at at eight o'clock with a wonderful attitude. But I I just can't emphasize enough that once you get there, it, the literally the the, the uh, breakfast run around five dollars to seven dollars. I had I had a, a New York steak and it wasn't thick, but it was a New York steak. I had two Coronas. Uh, this is true confessions. I had a, a Cuba Libre, you know, rum and coke. Yeah. Dylan showed up and he got a beer. And so the three beers, Cuba Libre, and the New York steak dinner total was twenty eight dollars, including tip. So, uh, yeah. Now, what what would what, what would have happened if Dylan hadn't been there? You still feel comfortable getting around on your own as a first timer? Uh, yeah, I, I, I discovered after a couple of days that you could you could do it. Uh, search the restaurant. Restaurants were wonderful uh, and very very safe to eat. Um, you know, there I had didn't have any dysentery, any concern like that. You could drink the water right out of right out of the tap. Um, but if you were to go and say, well, let's have Italian. So you do a Google search and find a restaurant, read the reviews, and and taxi, and, and they're called in-driver, are there and a snap. I mean, it's just, we never made waited more than minutes. Are these taxis or Uber? Uh, they are. Uh, Uber's not there. There's something okay. called in-driver hmm. uh, or taxis. And I, I could go there, a person could go there and just point and say, take me there. And they would get it. Yeah, they would get it. But uh, honestly, unlike Mexico, they don't make any effort. They don't make it. They are Colombian. They've got their language, and you're in their you're in their their town. So, but <laughs> yes, I, I there. I think with that, with pointing and with uh, translator, to be able to uh, uh, you know to, to be able to communicate. So, what were the cities in Colombia that you were in? The uh, biggest city was Medellin. Uh, Bogota is, is, from what I understand, is, you know, like L.A., just 7 million people or or whatever. And I really don't have any interest to go there in Cartagena. But Medellin, I think, has a couple million people. What were your impressions of Medellin? 
It's unbelievable. It really is. It has neighborhoods to it in the same way that Los Angeles has Beverly Hills and Las Feliz and all the different neighborhoods within the city. But we stayed, and I sent I sent some pictures. We stayed uh, in, in a penthouse that had a hot tub on top of the roof uh, on the first night and and that looked out on the whole city is surrounded with lights and buildings, but it's not ugly. It's just beautiful because there's enough greenery. Um, About this one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was the front view. And then, yeah, and then I think I took, I sent you another one with clouds. It's at night. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. This looks beautiful. Yeah, and... How much was that room? That one I had prepaid to Dylan, and so I don't remember exactly what it was. I, I honestly don't remember, but it was something that I, I would say, like, I don't know if my share was like $60 or, or something like that. Wait, so for a penthouse with a hot well, tub? Well, and the three of us shared it, but I don't. I, there was no way that it was $180 a day. Um, as Even said, if it was, that's still a good deal. Yeah. Oh, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, we stayed at another place that was um, the 16th floor of a 17-story building. There would be doormen that would that that would you know facilitate you. Just very friendly. Um, it was such a positive experience. How was the weather? We got lucky. It was wonderful. It really, it really was wonderful. And when it did rain. It's the kind of area where the rain comes in, it rains for 10 minutes or, you know, whatever, and then it moves on. No humidity. Um, But I think it's the combination that the weather, the beauty, the friendliness, the fact that they want you there, and the cost. Did you see a lot of Americans? No. No, there's not a lot of Americans. And I, I think in part we have an impression of Colombia that's based on uh, Pablo Escobar and, yeah. and, and, and romancing the stone. I think that we have this impression that it's all crazy gangs and drug wars. I mean, and, well, they were like Europeans? And they, no. it, it's, it, it's a place, uh, when we went to, the, to San Andres, that was the beaches, and then we went to Tamales, that was the hot springs. Um, that was where locals went to vacation. So there's not a lot of Europe. I mean, I, I only heard English a couple of times. Um, hmm. Yeah. Um, well, let me stop you there, Gary. Okay. Uh, Gary J. Freiberg is in studio. Uh, just back from two weeks in Colombia, South America, sharing his adventures with us. We are off to California Headline News and ABC Radio News. Craig updates us with Time Saver Traffic and Weather Together. And in Gary's honor, he'll do it in Spanish. How's that? Okay, yes. Just to make you feel at home. And then um, we'll talk some more about Colombia. County Supervisor Don Ortiz Leg at 505. Stay with us. I'm Dave Congleton. Happy Pi Day. It's just about 4.33 here on Hometown Radio. I'm Dave Congleton. Uh, we're going to be joined by County Supervisor Don Ortiz-Lake during the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, right now, uh, Gary J. Freiberg is back in studio. 
because he has just spent two weeks in Colombia. I've been to Argentina and I've been to Chile uh, just for short uh, visits going back and forth to Antarctica. But I love South America. Mm -hmm. So you think I would, would I like, you've traveled with me, would I like Colombia? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's one of the messages that I suppose that I want to tell people uh, before it gets <laughs> gets over filled with cruise ships and and whatever. Uh, it's it's really just a wonderful place to go. This was a time a year to go, January. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is a great time uh, of year to go uh, with the rain. Uh, the rainiest months are are May and June. And, and and then it lightens up uh, from that point. But um, I, and the interesting thing, yes. So this is a great time of year to go. Um, the interesting thing that I, I that I I never knew is that because it's on the equator, the sun comes up and the sun goes down about the same time every single day, three hundred sixty-five days of the year. Wow! It comes up. And like at, at 6.15 in the morning, and it goes down like 6.19 in the evening. So uh, I assume you had some local cuisine. It wasn't all Italian. How was the food? Uh, the food really is wonderful, and there, and, and it's not as um, perhaps identified. There isn't a, a, a one particular thing that, oh, we have to go to this Colombian restaurant, like if you were in, in, in another country. So they... There was a lot of, of Italian pizzas and sushi, um, steak places. Um, you know, it was the way that they served it. There are some things that are generic to the country. So allow me the question. At a sushi place, are they speaking Spanish or English or Japanese? Uh, Spanish. Okay. Everything is Spanish. Even at a sushi place, you're speaking Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. And the menus are in Spanish. And after a while, uh, you know, you can pick up, you know, what... Pescadores is fish and and words for steak. They and, really don't want Americans to visit. <laughs> uh, I think it's a matter of their own yeah. pride in their country. They're like the French. Well, but without an attitude. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, without an attitude. So, um, but we had things varied, uh, uh, you know, every day. Um, I, I would get... I have to have eggs every morning for the protein and an omelet with coffee and Colombian coffee is good. Um, literally would be about seven. I, again, as I said a moment ago, around five to seven dollars. Let's take a call. We have a Lance in San Luis. Lance, are you enticed to go to Colombia? Have you been? You know, I have not been to Colombia, and the, you know, kind of the northern part of South America has never really intrigued me. I've always wanted to get down, obviously, to Antarctica, but down to um, Patagonia, especially in the southern part of uh, Chile. But, yeah. um, you know, listening to Gary, uh, Colombia might not be too bad a place to go, because one of my things on my bucket list is I wanted to straddle the equator. Yes. Yeah. Well, as I said a moment ago, the fact that the sun comes up, the sun goes down the same uh, every single yeah. day, 365 days a year. It, hence the name Equator. So, but yeah, that's always been one of my uh, things is to to straddle the equator. You know, obviously done it the Continental Divide and other things, but uh, like that. But never been actually. I've uh, been across the equator, but never actually stood on one side and the other. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. I might have to rethink my uh, northern South America and hit that before I head to South South America. It's a big continent. 
Yes. Well, and I was... Did, did, oh, yeah. No, go ahead, yeah, It's huge. I, I don't think I can take that road trip down there. Yeah, Pete, you can drive from L.A. all the way down to Ushuaia in southern well, yeah. Argentina. You could do it. It'd probably take it a month. Yeah, you, you know, if I if I had the Jeep, I'd probably take the Jeep down. You know, one, one of my things, maybe maybe start up there, uh, Barrow, Alaska, drive down the uh, Alaskan pipeline all the way down through Canada and make it from one tip to the other, from, uh, from the uh, Arctic Circle to the Antarctic Circle. I love it. I'll sign up for that one. Lance, thanks for checking in. And I was ambivalent, even though my son had been there four times. Uh, I was, but I, I wasn't really hot to ever go. I think, in part, but you were there for two weeks. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I think he was there a month. He was there for. He was there a month. Um, if you had had a chance to leave early, would you have taken it? Like after a week, were you? Oh done? no, right. absolutely not. No, okay. no, and and at the same time, uh, because of life back here is good and and where we live is good, uh, you know, I was ready to come home. Mm. I, I I would spend more time in San Andres, and I would spend more time in Tamales. Well, I'll talk about San Andres. San Andres, we stayed at this place, the Coco Bloom, and getting from the airport with the driver, they drive crazy, and there's so many motor scooters, and there was one view that I had at one of the hotels that we stayed in, this was not in San Andres, where they just would come up, and this was at night, and if the light the light was red, they wouldn't really stop. They'd kind of you could see them take a quick pause to see if anything was coming, and then they just would continue to go. So driving is is really crazy. We were able on San Andreas. This is what I would say. This is what I have to tell you: is it's beautiful. It's white sand beaches. You. Um, the water is, is 80 degrees. I hate cold water. I mean, I, the furthest I've ever been in here is up to my calf in 30 some odd years. Um, went into the water and, and it's just so calm and beautiful and palm trees. It's like a Hawaii type of thing. So is this an island? Uh, yes. So San Andres, San Andres is an uh, island off the coast of Colombia. Yes, and actually it's closer to Nicaragua than it is to Colombia, but mm. for some reason the uh, Colombian government uh, owns it. Was this a resort you were staying at? Yes, I would call it a, a, a resort. There was, um, uh, yeah, there were other hotels in the area. We, as it turned out, were on the periphery, and one night we did go into the town where it was hustle and bustle. And and I, I said to to my son, these people are happy, and you see couples strolling and kids riding scooters and it and chasing each other and having a good time. It was wholesome, and it was pleasant. And it wasn't hurried. Um, Considered one of the best beaches in the Caribbean. San Andres? Yeah. Uh, has almost 40 scuba diving sites. One of the best beaches in the Caribbean. Uh, blue sea that's also green and even purple. People brimming with friendliness. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I, I have the picture in my mind right now of the blue lounge chairs and laying back. I stayed out of the, the direct sun, but we were able to get places that were uh, in the shade. And, uh, you know, the, the hotel itself was wonderful. And, again, I'm not quite sure how much we paid because I, I, I prepaid it, but it wasn't expensive. The Islanders speak Creole. 
Yes, and so I took I took a, a tour. Uh, there's a house that that is uh, they call it a museum, and it's one of the original houses there. I was the only one on the tour, and uh, I I have on my camera a wonderful young man uh, that took me around and just showed me the basic. It was a basic house, and this is where the parents lived. This is where Grandma lived. Um, they have a statue, an area devoted to Captain Morgan. And Captain Morgan came to San Andres, and he had 120 children and 48 wives. 120 children. 120 children and 48 wives. Wow. Yeah, I guess they didn't have... um, He's only a captain. Yeah. Wow. So it was was just really, uh, you know, very pleasant, and and he spoke English. Um, And then he said, okay, we do Calypso dancing here, and I will now give you a demonstration. And so we went, I I went into this, this area, and he blasts the music, and pretty soon, I'm just one on one, and I have it on my on my phone. He's doing this calypso dance and and moving all around, um, but his intent, you know, was just to friendly. This is what we do, and so when we're leaving, there's a board. Well, obviously, it's more than they do more than just that. Give me, he's got 148 kids, 120 <laughs> kids, 48 wives. Yeah, he does more than just that. Yeah. Sorry, I guess they didn't have alimony back then. Um, child support. But the interesting thing is that in this house, there was a board with about 75 families. You know, I didn't count, but they had these different families and everyone who lives there are related to the original group of people that founded the island. And this this a young man that was that was conducting the tour, he said, and my last name is, I don't remember what it was, and he pointed it, and those were one of the original family names. Gary J. Freiberg sharing with us two weeks in Columbia, South America. Would you go back? In a heartbeat. And in fact, okay. I'd like to go back. You could rent an apartment, a really, really nice apartment for a thousand, twelve hundred a month. Uh, you know, you could do less than that. You could do less. The one place that we said, say Dylan said you could rent it a month for 250 bucks. And it was a wonderful place with a doorman and clean and not hesitation at all. Hmm. But yeah, I'd like to go back maybe for a little bit longer. So share me the, share with us a special day. What was the day that stood out for you? What'd you do where'd you go what'd you experience uh well you know san andres uh, comes to mind we rented a uh uh they call it a mule but it's is it's a step above a golf cart and a lot of the tourists had those they go maybe 30 miles an hour or or, or so and um, we just went around the island and uh, there was a, a spot where i actually dove off i jumped in off of a diving platform that may i don't know if it was 10 feet high and and it's it, very interesting at this stage of my game to see myself at how I was because I refuse to give in to be old. I'm older and I can live with that, but I don't want to behave old. And I found myself hesitant and I found myself a couple of times saying no. And I jumped on myself mentally and said, no, 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 no. You don't start doing that. You don't start telling yourself negative stuff that you can't do it. And so I, I, I did observe in myself how, to be honest and candid, I'm a little bit less fluid 
than I used to be. But uh, it comes down to attitude, and I refuse to give in to anything that limited myself because of the stage that I'm at. So as a result, you did what that's so memorable? Uh, well, drive okay. around the island and and stopping it at at the beaches, jumping off that board and feeling the rush of water. I mean, I haven't jumped off uh, a diving board into water. I can't remember the last time. So it's comparable to Hawaii, except there's no humidity, and literally the the cost. I'm not exaggerating. It's it's seventy five percent less. I literally, it's got to be seventy than than what a, a day any time in Hawaii would be. The other thing, the other time that was really, and I, I, you, one gives themselves a chance to reflect. When you take yourself out of your daily routine, you can think about your life. You can think about other things besides, oh, I got to go to the grocery store and I got, I have to do this and I have to do that. And I, I was able to be in the moment. In this hot springs, there's a waterfall that's coming over. You sent me the picture. Well, that was one. one. But okay. this, and and that was probably I, I don't know twenty stories high. I've, I haven't seen as much water ever in my life. Just rushing, it's just unreal how much water there was. But I was sitting on there was a shelf behind this waterfall, and drinking a beer and sitting back looking at the jungle and just going wow. Wow, and it, it, I think it's such a, a healthy thing for us to take ourselves out of our element and, as I put it, take the ketchup bottle and turn it upside down. And I, I think that, that that moment of sitting there in this hot water and just realizing and having so much truthfully thankfulness and gratitude that I was able to do it and I was doing it and I didn't allow myself to think about oh well when I get back I've got to do this or that it was just wow look where you are look what you're doing on the Stolberg Tatum text line listener wants to know if you used a travel agent or did you set everything up yourself you could set things up yourself Uh, I was fortunate in that I um, I had my son that essentially was a, a, a travel agent. But it's it's pretty simple now that I've been there. I go to Medellin, I go to San Andres, go to Tamales, and, you know, that, that was just fine. Um, setting up the flights, see, I, I, I have to qualify that since I, I had everything done for me, and I don't know exactly. But uh, about a 1,000 round trip? Yes, and I had points, so it cost me seventy-eight bucks round trip. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so that made it good. Uh, but I, I know the the round trip is just under a thousand dollars. And uh, we took we, when we took flights, when we took the flight from Medellin uh, to San Andres, I think it was forty-five bucks. You know, so and then hmm. you get there. That was where the most expensive beer. The most expensive beer I paid for was three dollars. That was the most expensive beer. All right, uh, Gary J. Freiberg sharing with us his recent adventures in Colombia. We'll come back for a final segment. We're live, we're local. This is Hometown Radio. Supervisor Ortiz Lake joins us after news at the top of the hour. I'm Dave Congleton in our final segment with uh, Gary J. Freiberg. Uh, back in town after a couple of weeks, he has spent in the country of Colombia. It was his uh, first time visiting South America. Sounds like he wants to go back and sounds like he's encouraging us to check it out. I want to hear about the Skyway. 
Yes, and that was really incredible. We got on the metro. Nobody wears masks. What city? Uh, that was in Medellin. Okay. Yeah, that was that was in Medellin, and so we got on the metro, which was really a cool thing. I mean, to get on where the local people were using for transportation. When we were uh, got to this, where we were going, did see some extreme poverty along the river. I mean, what we. Yeah, I mean, extreme poverty, but that was just passing on the metro, uh, you know, observing it. Uh, but everyone was respectful and we were close together. Uh, but again, no one was wearing a mask. Um, and so the Skyway takes you. It's hard to say if, if it's a mile up or I mean, it, it is steep. It is really steep. And when you get up there. It's that's the one place where you don't want to walk around. Um, we got up there. There was a restaurant at the end of the Skyway. Very friendly. So we're we talking about a tram. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. A, a, a tram. And and I have a thing about heights, but you know it was fine. You step in. It's like um, one of the yeah, just a little self-enclosed capsule yeah, and they yeah. just yeah they just continue going which is another thing i mean excellent forms of of transportation when we went to area 13 where the uh, pablo escobar they had escalators to take you up to the different levels because it, it, it it's that high um and i took some pictures up there but that was the one place where i felt like a spectator and we just walked a little bit and you don't they have a saying about don't give away the papaya and it essentially is you don't walk around with a with a, a camera around your neck you don't wear jewelry uh so there's things just to be prudent of and even though it's one of the safest countries you still you don't give yourself don't make yourself a well, what can you see from the skyway once you're up there? Well, it, it was it was beautiful views. Um, it, it was more the adventure of getting on the uh, on this sky tram and and seeing all of the housing and everything below you. Uh, but it was not necessarily a destination. Hmm. Um, How about graffiti or homeless people on the streets? That is an excellent question. Um, most of the graffiti is beautiful. Yeah. Um, there, there were some areas where it was marked, uh, you know, just like you see anywhere. But a lot of the graffiti was, um, uh, again, was very well done, beautiful. But the, I think the, the main point of it is, is that things aren't marked up all over the place. And it is extremely clean extremely clean there was one corner where there was a trash that was spewing uh, you know with bags uh, that that they hadn't gone around but i saw trash trucks at 10 o'clock at night coming around emptying trash so it was it was that it was extremely clean hmm. um not a lot of people smoking in fact i didn't really see anybody smoking um uh, you know, it, it, it would, the, the biggest thing that really was amazing was the driving, and you know, all the drivers that we had it was like, man, just slow down a little bit. Don't follow this guy so closely. What about soldiers in the military? I, I saw that once, and hmm. one person just. I would, I would just expect there'd be military everywhere. No. No, there there wasn't, and um, you do see, but 
not in an interfering way, in in a comforting kind of way, the the police. Um, there's a district that uh, would that was rocking. Um, gosh, what's the name of it? Santa. Uh, um, the club after club, and and I want to say there was nobody over thirty except me. Um, but once again, it's the kind of neighborhoods where there are segments within the city. I, I think you know, in in in, if I were to give any message to it, is that it's an opportunity to go to a place that is very very beautiful. The biggest impediment would be language. But mm-hmm. again, with translator. But it's, so you you use it on your phone. You yeah, use that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I've got it on mine. I just I don't know if I could use it or not. Yeah. Um, in fact, there was one mm-hmm. evening uh, that we got together with. Um, uh, what's the shortest story? Dylan had a friend who passed away, and he had a girlfriend in Columbia. One night we got together with them, and it was uh, with with this person it was totally innocent it was just they were local uh, women that lived uh in this area in in Pareda uh and it was so odd because Dylan was able to conduct conversation and I was just standing there you know not I, I couldn't understand anything and I did hold up my translator to see if my translator you know would catch the conversation but that didn't work mm. but um if I did want to participate because they were they wanted me to be part of the conversation so I just would type in to the translator and hold that up and and we we sort of conducted conversation through our phone you know but um Mm. That turned out to be that evening was was a lot of fun. We did go one night to an eighteen course dinner. Eighteen course dinner. A- eighteen course dinner with six pairings of wine, and that was uh, American. That was two hundred dollars per person. Uh, but the person they only had like eighteen tables. Only ran you through. They had one serving a night, and there was a whole production, and and uh, there were the gourmet plates. Um, but yeah, there were 18 courses. It took us three and a half hours. So it sounds like if I go to Columbia, the must go to place is San Andreas Island, San Andreas and mm. yeah, and Termales. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, again, because of the beach, because of the pace, because of the cost, uh, the whole feel of it. Um, yeah. And, and they don't take that. You had to convert the currency. How was the currency? Well, that was kind of odd. It's about, depending on, on hitting the ATM, uh, it's around 4,300, 4,500 uh, peso to the dollar. So when you go to the ATM, it spits out $50,000 notes. And to break it down, to try to get a $10,000 note or a $20,000 note was sort of an effort. But Did you use cash or credit cards mostly? Uh, I used cash mostly, and and with the credit card, I'll be curious to see what the what the conversion rate is. But mm-hmm. with that, you know, you just divide by four. So if if something, uh, you know, a fifty thousand dollar note was uh, less than twelve dollars. Wow, uh, Gary, thanks for sharing your adventure with us. We got about thirty seconds, as we say, farewell to Colombia. It's something, uh, if one wants to travel, I think the it's, it really is something to uh, consider because of the cost, because of the pace. And uh, for what it does, it, it gives an opportunity to pull out of life and, and reflect. How many countries for you? Have you counted? How many countries have you been to? 
I don't know. I, I'm, I'm okay. not. I, I, I would have to think about that. That's and, your homework. Yeah, and then once again on the uh, February 26th at the community center, we're uh, going to have digging deep. And thank you, David, for the opportunity to come and visit. Today. Good to see you, Gary. Welcome home. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, news, traffic, weather. Supervisor Ortiz Lake is in the house. I'm Dave Congleton. Stay with us. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 0111911.